Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, man, we got to talk to DP and try to get a uh, off-air type of uh, – we'll have to use the, the dump button or whatever. But if, we, if it, some of those – they just it's more funny because of – we're talking sports and then we're talking people in a totally different realm of, hey, I'm here when I'm actually somewhere else. It actually is, is a, a, you know, funny that two things can kind of collide and we're just having an off-brand conversation. Mm-hmm. So – Anyways, this is Old School, brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients in Butcher Shop, 84th and Havelock, every type of meat, every type of cut. Um, text line, we appreciate the, uh, the you know, firing it up. Byron, the hog farmer, thoughts on, hold on, let me get it here, Byron. See, look, we got the Aloe VIP line, right? Uh, that's for our guests that we bring that's, in. This uh, is just the Sarder Heyman text line oh, still. Oh, this is still Sarder Heyman text I <laughs> Excuse me. Sarder Heyman text line. If you feel free, if you feel froggy and leap, you want to call in on the Aloe VIP line. The number is still the same, right, Austin? Yep. 402-464-5685. We'll get you on air. We'll debate a little bit. We won't We won't uh, cut your mic a little bit. But Byron, the hog farmer, says this. He has a question. Thoughts on people complaining about all the in-camp offers? I trust this staff, and obviously they see something. Um I didn't know a lot of people were complaining. I, I wouldn't say I was out of the loop, but um, my oldest daughter graduated, so I was trying Congrats. to do that. Yeah, man. It was, how, it was, how was Charlotte? How was all that? It was good. I mean, you know, you got to be down there with family, and they just, you know, you don't get to pick your family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, what everybody kind of kept it together for betterment of my oldest, and so then we flew back today and then came right back in here. I saw there were some, some offers, and I think, hey, you, I don't – complaining doesn't get you anywhere right you, you know i think it, it's i think this nebraska staff is in a little bit of a tricky situation because in they, they've done a really good job of just recruiting in general so they have to make sure they recruit the right guys in in-state and get those now along with the in-state guys even all the way out there in eight-man football where they're getting national offers right mm-hmm. and nebraska is not a national powerhouse right now and then they're able to use their connections and their what they know Texas football is about and recruit there as well for all the better purpose to get the program to be better. And then here you go, you have these camps, right? You you know, we're at Matt Rule football camp, and then people are mad you offer people in camp. Well, <laughs> they get to see them actually in a in a in a, 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 a I guess a better evaluation. Um, a more controlled environment. Yeah, well, controlled environment, but not a controlled environment because I know from from my experience, I only went to one camp, and um, 
that you're gonna you don't know who you're going against, so that's not controlled, mm-hmm. and every rep counts, so the pressure is high, especially if you're coming here to get a good evaluation, or possibly an offer from Nebraska, or Nebraska says I need to see you in our camp. I don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have their way of doing it. I'd rather do that because here's a really good example of going to camp is one of my favorite receivers talking about number one is Terry McLaurin from the commanders. Commanders. I'm trying to figure, I know they're not the Redskins (laughs) football. I'm trying to figure out what name they are. Right. He's one of my favorite receivers. He talks about urban Meyer and Ohio state. Mm -hmm. He went to the Ohio, Ohio state camp. The staff met urban Meyer was, I guess, pissed and said there was nobody there. Blah, blah, blah. Brian Hartline said, there's this kid McLaurin. You can see him. Urban Meyer was like, oh, he was okay. Urban Meyer told him, you come back to the next, I guess, session. I want you to catch 200 balls a day. Probably had some drops or whatever. And I want you to be in better shape, this, this, and this. Right? Mm-hmm. He's inspired enough. He goes back, does the work, come back, does it. Ends up being a second-round pick. Obviously one of the better NFL receivers right now. So it all came from camp. Mm-hmm. It really has. So. You know, I, I don't really think a, it's a problem. I think if they can get them there and they, you know, check all the, the boxes and they get to, they get to meet with them a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will tell you this. There's, a, there's some young in-state receivers that they need to look at. You know, you got um, Jackson at Miller South, who's about a 6'2 kid that's a, that was a freshman last year, started on varsity um, and did work against, the you know, the Bellevue mm-hmm. West and the West Sides and all those. So, you know, I think they got a good crop of young, you know, players that they're going to have to evaluate um, and got that, you know, inner quality of dog in them. So I don't really think it's, a you know, you know, a bad deal. I just think that right now, you know, Byron, is that the fan base is in a unique, is in a unique situation, a little bit unfair um, because everybody's waiting and seeing and you're seeing a you know a staff that's recruiting and they're saying all the right things then it's like okay well I'm seeing it and I see it in a different way right because you got Tyson Terry that that uh says that the last staff no matter what didn't have a chance this staff actually recruits and feel like a family do you like Terry I like him I, yeah I think he's uh I like his wrestling background mm. um you know as you compare him to Harrison Phillips but I think he's been a productive player he's competitive um, I think he's big and strong enough. I don't think you got to put a whole bunch of weight on him right now. I think he's a good, he's a good athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can play both sides of the ball, so it gives you flexibility. So I think he's a big get because he's a foundational piece, and he's a tough kid too. So I think he's good. But when you think about that, you know, well, I don't know what the disconnect was with the last staff, but then, you know, that was supposed to be part of it. But then now you see it come to fruition, and you're starting to hear and see the same things, right? Um but the fan base is probably like a wait and see and like I don't want to believe it. and that's fine, you know. I think and the staff if I had to give any advice to the staff, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep you you, you gotta keep doing what you're doing. Not every recruit is gonna end up being good, but you gotta keep recruiting. Um you know, so we'll see what happens. I think, you know, Byron he texted back in. Thanks again on the Sarda Heyman text line. He says unfortunately I think we will have to get some underrated kids. We're not getting top players until we win again. That is true. Um, rule proved that you can recruit athletes and put them in position to be be successful or, or to succeed. That is true. But I would tell you like this, Byron, is that every kid that goes to a power five, I wouldn't say is technically underrated. Now, you'll get some three-star kids. 
that'll end up being good players and end up mm-hmm. going to the next level or just being really good players. You know, a lot of that ranking is is based on where you live, in my opinion. I think that's the dumbest thing. That just where you me. live, who you know, right? Who and, saw and, you? And you know, you can if if I'm Jay Foreman and I live out in Ogallala, Nebraska, I can only play against who I go I, shows up on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. But they'll hold again, and there is some truth to that. But I think being in a camp, meeting Jay Foreman, knowing I'm a football junkie, I got the heart, I got the potential, I got some you know places to grow still, mm-hmm. then that's how you can get an offer. So Watching good footwork, good watching footwork, yeah, everything you need, people, right. put on Willing to moment. get better, willing to mm-hmm. compete. So I think, you know, yeah, we got to get some guys. And they, look, I think every program is a developmental program. Now, when you're in Alabama and you're getting four or five-star guys coming through there, then it's a little different. But some of Alabama's best players have been the three-star guys that have, you know, mm-hmm. outlasted some of the four-star guys. So, um Everywhere, every every program has to develop the guys. Even Georgia. Now, granted, they're working with a different foundation base than some of the kids that are at Nebraska. But ultimately, um, the more kids that you can get in and really love football and know how to compete and then lead from within, well, then you'll you'll have a, you won't even care about what star ranks he's at. You know where what they're at. And, and you know, a lot of times, especially across the line, talking about Terry, is that they're ranked um you know based on you know like their size so you could have a kid that's let's just say six 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 seven three ten he might have 40 pounds of bad weight on him but he's six 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 seven three ten but then you got a kid that's six four say six three and a half 275 that's 10 times better football player Mm -hmm. well he's the three star versus four star moving to five star Mm -hmm. well that dude that's you know, two inches shorter is a dude that you're going to see playing faster on Saturdays. And so uh, another unknown texter says, what, what is better, a good camp or good film? I don't think anything's better. I think you better have both. <laughs> yeah, right. um, I think if you have good film throughout the whole year, I'd probably go with that versus a camp is kind of just a snapshot. But I think if you can perform good at a camp, you should be able to perform good on film. And there's other things you can do on film besides – you know, catch touchdowns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know? Do you block downfield if you're a receiver? Do you run routes? Are you able to be a uh, good decoy? Are you a good teammate? Do you play defense? Can you be the guy that goes in on defense to, you know, play a certain plays to make the play to win the game? Those are the things I want football players because mm-hmm. a lot of times your best football players are guys that played one position in high school, play another one to get to college. You think about Prince that was here; he was a DB. Or he was a running back. Mm-hmm. You think about uh, ends up going first round being defensive back. Fabian Washington played a little bit of running back. Ends up being a first round pick. Amir um, started as a DB. Amir, uh, that's where his... Alabama and Auburn wanted him. Right. And then there's some misses where Nebraska wanted Marshall Falk to play corner. Whoops. San Diego State said, come play running back. And he, <laughs> he, he ran all the way to the Hall of Fame. So there's a, there's a heck. We had a coach that wanted Jamal Lewis, uh, you know, to play linebacker, and he went down to Tennessee and Ooh. ended up being number five. So it, you know, it doesn't. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't think there's any exact science, but I think the more f- save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app, get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Football players you get is the best thing that you can do. That's the key. It's not an exact science. There's no such thing as a sure thing No. in recruiting. So what you're looking at now is a coaching staff that has its own method mm. of evaluating players that we haven't seen at Nebraska before. Not saying Nebraska's never recruited for speed, which seems to be the number one trait of the staff, but the way they go about it, the way they use the track times, the way they judge athleticism is different than what we've seen before. Right. So the onus is on the coaching staff to prove that their method works. Right. It's understandable to have some reservations that, eh, I'm not sold on this, I'm not sure should. it'll work. You should. Because had nothing to work before. <laughs> uh-huh. But don't don't hold their methods against them right. until it doesn't work. And don't hold a star ranking against a player. Right. It's not about that for them. They're, like you said, putting in the work against the guys that they see on their high school schedule. Right. Maybe they can go to camps, maybe they can't. Maybe they choose to play a second sport instead of, you know, go to camps, something like that. So don't hold star rankings against the players. Don't hold methods against a coach until you have a year or two of sample size at the college level. Yeah, and and then also don't think it's a guarantee that it's going to work. And the best thing that you can do as a coach, I think, is – have you know a plan and then be willing to adjust. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had to do it. Nick Saban's done it. Dabo Sweeney's done it. Kirby Smart's done it. Todd Coach Osborne did it. There's not a coach that's won and been successful that you haven't had to pivot or change or adjust. And so those, those Coach Osborne always say the great ones adjust. So mm-hmm. you got to adjust. Now we got some more text coming in. He's like, uh, oh, Austin answered. He's like, uh, what do you think of Dylan Rayola recruiting Carter really hard? Well, I mean, I don't think peer recruiting is the best thing that you can do, and that's what mm-hmm. you, you you know. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, George is on uh, heavy on on Carter and Dylan. Why wouldn't Dylan? You know, I mean, that's probably something that they encourage him to do, and that's why wouldn't you? Um, mm-hmm. It'd be no different if he committed to Nebraska. He would be doing the same thing. So peer recruiting is going to happen. Um, I don't view it as like he's disrespecting Nebraska. Nebraska was right there with Georgia. Georgia won out. And he's trying to get the best players or guys that can be successful in his class together and have been put their best team for foot forward. And that's what Nebraska players should do. And we've done it it's, mm-hmm. some as well. But the best recruiting tool is how you play. Straight up. Has how to you be. play and how mm-hmm. you are as a teammate. And then the rest of the kind of handle itself. And so, look, you know, no, until there's, you know, Tom Brady's and Joe Montana's and, you know, Lawrence Taylor's getting recruited. You never know what you know who's going to be good and who's going to be you know not so good, and who can really handle the competition because there's there's kids that come from you know big states and you know really good high school programs, but when they get up here and they have to compete, and it's constantly competing because mm-hmm. we talked about this a little bit with you know some of the players with the Miami Heat right, you can't get complacent because. Say you recruit, say Austin, you're a coach, you recruit Jay Foreman, and I end up being a linebacker in my red shirt freshman or sophomore year, I have a pretty good year. Well, I can't sit back and think I, I've arrived mm-hmm. as our team is starting to progress because the better that our team gets, then that gives you, Coach, coach Austin, the, the ability to go recruit more guys that are ready-made to come play mm-hmm. that could possibly push me for playing time or expect to play. So – it's constantly be, you know, pushing yourself, and you just never know who's willing to do that because some guys, even if they come from big programs, 
once they make the college, they just think, all right, I made it. And that's just good enough. Or they come to college and feel like they're entitled to playing. And then it never works out. Those, those kids, it never works out. It wouldn't say, I should never say never, but there's a highly likelihood of it not being successful or to the expectations of the coaches, the fans, or himself. The kids that that works out for are the ones that have a bigger margin for error. Right. That are more athletically gifted, that understand the game maybe at a deeper level, and they're allowed to get away with it longer because of those other tools. Right. For the ones that have you know ground to make up in some area, they, they can't be complacent. That's where I, I want to go with you here real quick. When you see or when there's rumors of an athlete getting complacent, is that on the athlete having the wrong mindset? Is it on the coach for allowing that? Or is it on the coach for not you know, finding a way to tap into motivation for a player to push them to be better? It's a little bit of both. I mean, you know, some players don't respond well to be, being challenged and pushed. And so you have to find different ways to kind of get to what you are trying to do with said player. But I always feel like if you have success and you yearn for it, then you shouldn't think that you've arrived. Um, Tom Brady never did, so why would you? You know, LeBron James doesn't. Steph Curry, all of you, you know, Joker doesn't. doesn't matter what sport. Um, but, the, you know, with success, you do get a little bit of complacency. It's, it's how long you let that linger into your everyday life and your everyday life as an athlete, mm-hmm. which can kind of deter, deter you from success. So, you know, I think it's a little bit on both, but ultimately, the, you know, the teammates, if they're good teammates, will put you in check as well. Um, and it's hard because, you know, a lot of times at Nebraska, a lot of kids have been treated like kings and done, you know, I guess peasant work, mm-hmm. you know, peasant results. So that can kind of cloud somebody's judgment. You know, you are you feel like you're an All-American, but you just okay. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting treated like an all American because you're the only one that has like a little bit of you know, you you know, walk and chew gum a little bit like I like to say versus having the reality of okay, I'm I'm I've had a decent year, mm-hmm. okay, I need to do better. I can do better. Let's see what I can get better at and continue along the process. That's where I think the standards of Nebraska fans have changed a little bit. You know, think about the teams you played on, the teams that came before you, even you know the, a few right after you. All Americans left and right, right, up and down. Dudes that pushed each other. That level of talent was there across the board. Haven't had that in a decade, right? Give or take. I mean, yeah. nobody knows. Trying to think. So, from a fan perspective, you don't know. Just imagine right. it. Just imagine. Okay, eight years old is, is like kind of like where you first start to like, say start getting into football. Mm-hmm. So for the last ten years, you this is what you've seen, right? So if you got somebody that's halfway decent, you're like, man, that dude's great. When actually. Compared, Compared to what to actual do, greatness, greatness is, is, you average. No. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it is a little bit of uh, the times that we're in. But then also I think it's also a little bit of the reality of college football because mm-hmm. – and I'll give the coaches, you know, they're just due. You're kind of in some ways at the player's mercy, but I always think if you to – the, to the extent that you are is on you as an adult because mm-hmm. – I've, you know, you, you, you can't just be okay with, hey, all right, you're a good player. Say, you, say you're a third-team All-Big Ten and just letting them go. Mm-hmm. Well, who do you got behind him? Nobody. So you gotta, you got to make sure you try to get, re-recruit and keep your guys on, on the roster, but you also don't want to um, go above and beyond what your foundation of coaching and all that and your con- – you know, your, 
your uh, continuity and, and your lifeline of your, I guess, your position group or your or your football team is as well. So it, it's a tricky slope, but I think how – How did your coaches handle it? Coach Osborne, <laughs> Coach Samuel, Coach D, hey, Coach McBride. Man, it was, well, you, it, well, first of all, if you start feeling yourself too, too much, you're always looking over either shoulder. Hmm. Um, and you're constantly every day practice was a competition. You're not not only with the guys that you're competing against at your position, guys you're going against, but also also within yourself. You didn't come. To, I never felt comfortable at practice. Never felt like I could I could take a practice off. Never or just be like, all right, you know, I'm too good to get replaced, or I'm too good not to get all the reps that I, you know, wanted. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a good healthy fear, right? It wasn't make this play or else you're never going to play. I, it never was like that. But I think it, the good healthy fear of if I don't keep working, if I don't keep challenging myself, if I don't keep playing for something bigger than me, then it might not work out. You're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. And the, and the thing is you're constantly running away from Michael Myers in the, in the <laughs> movies and you're trying desperately not to get caught. All the while you're trying to, you know, turn around and try to, you know, kill Freddy Krueger or whatever, you know. So you're trying to – I mean, it's a – it's a it's a good peer pressure that you like. I think the you know I think some peer pressure or the pressure of college football comes from not being prepared and then also um, not being totally invested in whatever sport you're mm-hmm. in. I think the really good peer pressure comes from that every day that I step on the basketball or basketball or football field that I'm going to be challenged. Now you're not going to be able to meet that challenge every day. But I always say this, and I said it on my um, Inside the Huddle podcast, shameless plug, 7 a.m. on Sundays. Um, we'll, we'll be sending out on, again, Sunday evenings and all throughout the week during the football season, is if you're doing things with the right intention or the right intent, mm-hmm. you're going to be plenty successful. Coach Sam used to always have this thing where your bad days need to be, I think he said, like 85%. So 85 mm-hmm. So when we regrade the sheet, you're, when you roll out of bed and you feel like crap, mm-hmm. it's got to be 85%. That's championship football. Mm-hmm. Now, big games, he wanted that, I think he said 96%. And Ooh. I think that's what, well, that's that's you're always striving for perfection. Mm-hmm. But also, I remember him telling us this in, um, in the one thing I always took with me throughout you know my years of playing. I always thought there's nothing like playing or better yet preparing for a big game. Nothing like it. And there's nothing like winning those. And you know what? You played in plenty of them. Yeah, that's a little tease. Next segment, I'm going to tell you why, how, and what it means once you you accomplish that. In the second segment, Jay Foreman, Austin, Old School. We'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 